0: 5.0, 5fold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care. And they become alive with fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released.
1: We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams, and into your organization. So connect with us at IHIMTV.com. That's I-H-I-M-T-V
0: So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. All right, welcome to this broadcast. And today we have a very special guest that's with us. He is my father, my natural father, who's also my spiritual father and um, mentor. It's an apostle, Bishop Don Carpenter. He lives in Canada. Aim, we, hey, we want to continue to give a kind of a introduction of my father, Absolutely. your father-in-law. My father-in-law,
1: this is Woo. Apostle Don Carpenter. Uh, he has been in ministry, it's been, what, 60 years now?
2: 60 years, Amy, and I plan on keep going.
1: Yes. It, and, and what's so amazing about Apostle Don, I, I want to say me, Dad. Just call him Don. <laughs> what's so amazing Bishop about Don. Don. We'll call him Bishop for that lesson. is um, that he has had, in that 60 years, he has had experience in all five of the realms. He does uh, operate as an apostle, but he he 's pastored churches planted churches um, for many of those years he's been in in the pastor role he has been a teacher he founded Maranatha ministry training center uh, a bible school that ran for several years. He was uh, one of the primary teachers. He has done tent meetings, evangelistic crusades for both years in North years America, but years. also overseas. He's done TV can talk. <laughs> so, so as you can see, he's got. Uh, He's got um, his hands like TV, in radio, and the Caribbean. Oh yeah, he did radio before the days of podcast. Like he, that was the early podcasting. Yeah.
2: Early podcasting. That <laughs> was radio. We didn't know anybody. You know, we used to do. I used to do fifteen minutes every night out of a little island in the West Indies called Anguilla, and there was a station there, fifty thousand watts. I remember a number of years ago, uh, I think it was Wheeling, West Virginia, WWVA, and they would say 50,000 watts of whatever it was, power. And uh, and there was a 50,000 watt station, and it reached all the eastern United States seaboard and the west coast of Africa five nights a week. But talk about early podcasts. Those were 15-minute programs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And him and I were talking just the other night. So we're going to be reviving some of those and bringing them into digital and letting the world hear them once again.
2: Oh my. It's going to be awesome.
0: Vintage Carpenter. All right. So we'll yeah. we'll get a link when we get him up and going with his own podcast here. But so yeah, a I mean, lot you, of experience. You were one of the
1: early faith preachers. And yeah. he he's had a message of faith that has spanned everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. And he's seen miracles and healings yes. and just amazing things happen. Nature stuff. We're not going to talk about a lot about those. Traveled all over the world. How many time? countries
0: do you remember? Do you know? It's mm-hmm. got to be up in there, 40-something at least.
2: I it's, don't it's, know, but it's been a lot of countries. <laughs> We'll let the people just know what they think. Whatever they think. <laughs> there you, go.
1: They you guys can guess. Um, so today, what we yep. really want to impart, what you're, if, if you should listen further in this episode today, um, you're going to get some great tips from a man of God who's been doing this for 60 years. We're just going to kind of pick his brain a little bit and talk about some really important things that he's learned that you can learn from. Um, if you continue to listen, I think it's going to be Great.
0: So talk to us, Dad, about one of the things, Bishop Don, that you uh, use as a philosophy of ministry with people is you always want to connect with people. Oh, yeah. How important that is in ministry. And it's more than just preaching from the pulpit, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I've always, always pursued relationships. And, uh, of course, and as you know, in relationship, you're going to be limited. I mean... If you're, you're, you're going to have those real close ones, just like Jesus did out of the 12, you know, he had the hundreds around him and then he had those faithful 12. And even out of the faithful 12, there was always those three, Uh Peter, James and John. And even at the end, it was just John. So you can see relationship is extremely vital. And I think you have to determine with your life, if you want to have a relationship, and I think it's like serving the Lord, really cause a lot of people the lord is just something that you do when you're at church and once a week or once a month or whatever they do but when you have a relationship you're there all the time and it's the same in ministry in order to minister to people that means you're imparting mm-hmm. and you can only impart when you have relationship they know that you love them they know that you're genuine you have a standard of integrity, and that will make you effective. And let me tell you this, you will come to the end of your life, and you will be able to look back and say, I did everything I felt the Lord wanted me to do. And money, position, prestige, whatever, whatever it is you think you have to pursue and have at this time, you will find that all of those are far, far back, and you will find out that relationship will be the number one.
1: Most definitely.
0: I know one thing that I've learned from you, um, because remember I earlier in the podcast I said he's also my spiritual father and mentor. And I learned from you, like when I'm traveling and we're going into churches, conferences, um, I spend very minimal time in the green room <laughs> out back. They put me there. I like to be out to talk and meet the people coming through the door. And, and, and by the time I get up to preach, they think they know me already because of that contact mm-hmm. and it was just, uh, one thing I learned from you and uh, you know, being isolated and shoved back, it's a different story. If there's nuts and crazies, but you know what? Most pre- people aren't. And I just trust that that church or whoever it is has their own people keeping an eye on me when they know they read the people and can, you know, direct me where it needs to be. But those relationships is what that is built. Even a fleeting moment leads to sometimes to something else like yeah relationships that you didn't realize next thing you know they become someone that you're more in contact with or whatever you know that's right god knows so one of the things you've listened well son
1: and i mean i've even observed this i haven't been around for the whole 60 years obviously um but in the years that i have had a chance to observe you and learn from you um what I see, what and what really spoke to me, I think, early on was the way you connect not only with adults or people in position that the world would deem as important, but you connect with children, with especially with teenagers. They seem to really be drawn to mm-hmm. you, and you took time for them, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it kind of reminds me of Jesus, and, and I know he's, you're probably going to laugh because... It's like, oh, yeah, you're just saying your father-in-law is like, Jesus, well, you are. In the sense that, you know, Jesus has suffered little children to come to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is part of God's kingdom. They're just as valid a part as any adult, any um, person in position.
2: These are their formative years. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
2: uh, you know, I can look back and I'm sure you or your listeners can look back today. And we all know ministers where you're absolutely petrified of. And, uh, because they never talked to you. And if they did, it was always, what are you doing? Stop that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh as a result, they grow up and thinking, well, all preachers are unapproachable. But do you know what? If you cannot show yourself as being approachable, you're almost useless in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because you're what the message you're giving is that, uh, I'm a star, leave me alone, like, you know, but we know what happens to stars. They fall, read about it in scripture. But, uh, <laughs> but we find out that people who who are approachable, then you can build your relationship and then your ministry is effective. Now, I know what goes through people's minds and they're going to think, well, the more they get to know you, uh, maybe they won't receive from me, maybe uh, being too familiar will make me ineffective I'll tell you something being familiar is what makes you effective you're Mm. familiar with God God's familiar with you and uh, so when people say well I know who he is I know who she is I like them yes you can talk to them about anything boy I'm going to tell you something that minister will be effective but there will be those who don't agree but uh Either they're just starting out; they don't have. I'm just talking to you from my experience, what I've experienced. You know, I travel around the world. As a matter of fact, right now at this, when we're doing this uh, podcast today, uh, coming up in January, 2023, uh, I am going to be in uh, in East Africa. I'm going to be in Uganda, and I will be up in there and. Uh, it's amazing. I'll be able to approach, like you said, the kids will come around me. They'll talk to me. And if one, you know what really gets exciting, sometimes you get into a meeting and they want your autograph. <laughs> oh, once, wow. once you start the autograph thing, you know, you're going to be signing for a while.
1: Oh, man, I haven't had that yet. Oh, <laughs> no.
2: Oh, yes. Well, you write in my Bible. And Aww. so you get their Bible. Teenagers got their Bible. You want to write something in there. And then you realize... Here is one of the most precious those moments where uh, an opportunity at their invitation, and you can write something in their Bible, and they will read that anytime they're in crisis, whether it's they're feeling lonely or they've made some bad decisions or they're wondering if God has forsaken them, they'll turn to that page in that old Bible and they'll see what Brother Don wrote them. and. Uh, well, it's ministry. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I traveled to many, I started to tell you, I traveled to many different countries. I just moved to the Philippines a month ago. And uh, it doesn't matter. All these cultures, these countries, are all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you can touch them. See, I always think when I get into the pulpit, and that's where I preach from most of the time, when I'm standing in the pulpit or at the pulpit or in the front of a congregation, I only have a few minutes. I go from a total stranger, unknown, to the connection with God for them. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to connect in those few minutes. You only have a few minutes. And... Right away, you're, you're sending out signals constantly. I want to get to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be able to be here for you. You can ask me. You can talk to me. I can encourage you. Don't quit. Don't give up. And I, I, you know, you're going to maybe or may not ask me this. Uh, I, all these years, I still stand before congregations, whether it's a dozen or 1,200 or uh, three or 4,000. That happens every once in a while. Uh, Well, 2,000 for sure. When I'm standing there and I'm thinking, what a privilege and what an honor I've got. Mm. And I've only got a few minutes to connect here. Mm -hmm. And I can only connect when I make them feel that I, the minister, I want to get to know them because they are so special in the kingdom. Get that across, and you will be effective. And that not, doesn't work for preachers. That works for friendships and, uh, and right. employment mm-hmm. and everything else.
1: That's beautiful. And um, you've seen the fruit of that, too, because you oh, yes. see now in, in the longevity of ministry, yes. you've seen the young ones that mm-hmm. you've spoken to their lives now fulfilling God's call on their life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you have them in the meeting, 12 and 13 years of age, crying, and God's moving upon them, and you've preached a message that's touched their heart, or 18 or 25, whatever they are, when you meet them, uh, and uh, you just uh, begin to speak into their lives, and you find out, like I, the Lord uses me a lot for confirming people into the ministry, Mm -hmm. seeing it, uh, speaking to them about it. Has God been speaking to this? And I usually speak openly before the congregations to let this be judged. And then you come back a few years later, and you'll meet them. And they'll say, do you remember me? Uh, and then they'll say, you know what? You prophesied over me, and it came to pass. And uh, 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 I'm in the ministry today, and etc." And that always does my heart really good. Mm-hmm. It's all about people. And it's not about me. It's about people. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to my ministerial students, I the first thing I tell them, they're they're in Bible college and they're going to be great men and women of God, which they are and will be. Uh, I tell them, I don't want to disappoint you. But I want you to get this in your head. It's not about you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. whatever what young minister wants to hear. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Uh, second thing that we uh, had many discussions on before, and I'm not necessarily want to focus on certain seeker sensitive type churches, but with the lack of the word. But another thing that you've always drilled about that we should be those in ministry in whatever capacity or areas that they should base their stuff and they should use the word, the word of God. Yeah. Oh, get the scriptures out there because a lot of people aren't even reading it. Mm-hmm. And got to get it at least into their spirit somehow, one way. But if you're giving a message from the pulpit or from a conference or at a luncheon if and you're, you're speaking teaching. into leaders or teaching, and you, you should be using the word of God.
2: Definitely. I think with myself, Matt, that when you're there, and let's say that you're the main speaker, let's just work with that. Okay. You want to preach the word of the Lord. Yep. They can get this other stuff in workshops, you know, how to use buttermilk as a. <laughs> a, a focus for discussion, you know, right. Let's, let's get into uh, what does the Lord say regarding what does the Bible say? Right. And I know you're leading up to this. That's one of the issues that we have today. People mm-hmm. say, Oh, the church is powerless. It's becoming irrelevant. <laughs> well. You know what it is? They don't know what they're, they don't know what it is. If you were to ask some of these armchair non-spiritual people what, what makes you say the church is not relevant? And I'll guarantee you, it's the lack of the word. Yeah. Because one of the dangers we got to watch out for in this hour is, for, we're too busy telling some stories and everything else, and we forget the word of the Lord. Yes. People are hungry for the word. That's why they come to the Lord.
1: And I, I just want to throw in a verse here, speaking of the word. name right? of the word. Whoa. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4, the Bible is very clear that, the world is going to come to a place, it said, for the time will come, and I believe the time is here, Mm. when they will not endure sound doctrine. Endure it. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from truth and will turn aside to myths. And we've seen that. People who they want to learn, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being successful. I believe God wants us to be successful but um when that's all we seek is so i can be happier so i can be more successful Mm -hmm. so i can have this and that and i can be better um then we kind of lose the focus and that's where all of that stuff as good as it might be needs to be grounded and that's Mm -hmm. where the word comes in
0: absolutely success comes out of grounding in the word as a believer whatever that success looks like success is a broad term. By any of those terms, whatever successful, I want a great marriage, I want to have a business or a church or whatever. They they need that if they're a believer, has to be based in that word and they gotta get that word in them to operate, to change them, to when they step into their field
1: of But see here's the can't thing. Become anything, I, heard, can it? I heard a saying a little while ago that's you um you know you're ready to hear God when you're ready to hear what you don't want to hear. Right, uh-huh. right. And this is the thing. Correct. See, when we really get into the word, yes, it tells good. us some things like it's we, a mirror. We it have reflects. to change. There mm-hmm. are things that we have to change. But see, we don't want to change. We don't want to uh you know do the hard stuff. We just want all the good stuff. Yeah, uh, right. True. You got it. That's the that's the tickly. Listen the to ears. her. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want our ears no. tickled. We want that pulled a little if need be. Um you know let them smart a little if that's what needs to happen so that we can be in the place that God wants us to
2: amy you know if you're if you decide you want to be a christian then you have to be up for christian teaching mm. and uh-huh. you have to understand that the kingdom of god is not the kingdom of uh, uh, of buttercups and dairy cows this is <laughs> a spiritual kingdom it has a spiritual people who are moved by the holy spirit Amen. So yes. if you're going to be in the kingdom, you're going to hear a lot about Jesus. And uh,
0: be- you know, become like him.
2: And this is the way walk ye in it. So and if you want to continue to go your own way and you refuse to listen, let me tell you something. You're in for a hard, hard walk.
1: For sure. But, you know, I think a lot of times we forget that we make it a lot harder when we refuse to listen and oh, yes. hear the word. That's what and the Lord tells us to make it easier. Exactly. And it may be hard in the moment. You know what the Bible says right. discipline is it's hard for the because moment we don't like it. but it works out um, a, a righteous walk, and it brings us into a place where the kingdom principles can be enacted in our lives, and that's when things actually start flowing. That's when we start seeing the things that God has promised. Mm-hmm. We start flowing in the power yep. that He's poured out in His yep. Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, but we lack a lot of that. The same thing—the powerlessness—comes because of that.
2: Yeah, Amen.
1: You got it. But power can come when we listen.
0: So many people um, that we've been that we have as our listeners have a heart. And uh, to fulfill God's call upon their life in whatever arena. Um, and we also, we're speaking to fivefold uh equippers, uh, equipping the church to do the work of the ministry. So those are our listeners. And probably over all the years that you've been in ministry, you can have a great call. But if you don't have the right mate, oh yeah. it can... Hamper that, change direction, handcuff you, destroy you, um, destroy them. And, you know, we're not necessarily, though we have a scripture that does talk about the unyoked with unbelievers, but what about believers, too? It's the same principle, I think, right? Well, you've got
2: unbelieving believers.
0: Unbelieving believers. But they they don't don't even, yeah, that's an unequal yoke, isn't it? I mean, that sounds
2: strange, doesn't it? But you get somebody that they they see a totally different... uh, uh, than what you're seeing plan, plan uh, you know what i don't want to do that and i don't want to do that no no you need to find a mate that has your heart when you know what god's called you to do this is the wonderful part if you get saved you know and in and, and know the lord before you find a wife. before you're married wife.
0: right it's a different story That's a lot easier yeah, and that's what we're talking yeah, about Because beforehand. we're certainly not. We're let ta- me just
1: clarify here. We're certainly not saying if your spouse is unequally yoked with you, we're not saying get a divorce. <laughs> uh, no, no. We are not no, saying that. No. But we're talking to some of the the um, ones who may be single yes. already. Who you marry does make a difference. Yeah. And so it's it's really important. And we've seen it, ministries that are, are um, made or broken because of... Um, who they're yoked together with, Mm. and marriage, definitely, but also business, ministry partners. Oh, yeah, ministry partners. You know, yoke yourself with those who you're going to be able to propel one another forward. It works two ways. It's not just about you moving forward. It's about your spouse, Mm -hmm. your business partner, Mm -hmm. um, your ministry partners moving forward as well. And so, you know, we can be that, become that person that strengthens and encourages one another to move forward in the things of God.
0: I mean, the number one filter has to be, is this what God has designed? And do they desire the things of the kingdom like me? Uh, instead of oh they're a they're a nice person or or you know put them through all these filters okay they're a nice person I guess I can check that one let's go to the next one how they treat me and we go through all the or they make me happy
1: let me just cl- talk about that for a second they make me happy they make you happy right now but what happens when they don't make you happy
0: no when you want to step out and do things for <laughs> the Lord see,
1: well yeah but I think that's an unrealistic expectation because. You know, I heard John Maxwell say that once someone actually asked his wife, does John make you happy? I bet John makes you really happy. And and he said, my wife said, no, John doesn't make me happy. She said, God makes me happy. And he gave me John and and, and I'm happy that I'm married to John. But if I put all my expectation on him to make me happy, then that's unrealistic for him. Because there are times he doesn't make me happy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so it, it's not even about that. It's not about you know, that. It's you not cannot about that. Is not that? move and operate and make your decisions, especially for a life mate, based on that person makes you happy. Because I can guarantee you this, there'll be a time when they don't make you happy.
0: Or fulfill a need that you happen to be in yeah. at the moment in
1: your lifestyle, your life. But when they're the, the that yeah. one for you that God has chosen, Whew. then... You know, you're going to walk through it together, even the times when you're going through hardship.
2: I've been married since 1966. God bless me. And she stands with me. Always has. So.
1: And that's been, and I'm sure that's been a challenge.
2: You guys think about that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because you've traveled all over the world. Sometimes she goes with you, but most times she doesn't. She was raising the children. She was working yeah. a job to help yeah. fund the ministry, that's right. but she was there. And you're right; she yeah. stood by you. I mean, Mom's an amazing woman of God, who's a, a governmental teacher in mm-hmm. her own right, yeah. and has a powerful ministry as well. And you've supported one another, and that's been it's been beautiful and encouraging. They make to room watch. for one another. Yeah, you Ooh. have to
2: make room. Yes, for somebody to have a ministry with you. Well, there you go. It's not about you, is it?
1: Yeah, we're oh, back oh, we awesome. so Back to that one. <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> uh, well, thank so, you so much, listeners. You are awesome. Although it's not about you, <laughs> this podcast is is to equip you, to strengthen uh, you, and encourage you. So be blessed today.
0: Hey, um, Bishop Don, how? if anybody wants to see who in the world you are, do you have a website or anything that they can check do. out? What is that?
2: Doncarpenter.ca There he That's is. D-O-N. C A R P E N T E R dot C A. Yeah,
1: and you can check out the, the amazing places he's going and the, the things he's doing, some other um, links to ministry and so forth. Mm-hmm. Connect
0: with him, uh, invest into the missions, and the mission field, whatever that God lays, yeah. up, lays upon your heart. So, hey, thank you for joining us on 5.0 Fivefold and Beyond.
1: Live Beyond.